Welcome to the Days Past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we talk, we have adult conversations about yesterday's animations. Right. And today is a very special day. Not only are we continuing Filmation, Filmation February, February, where every week we are talking about a different cartoon show from the famous, fabled cartoon studio, Filmation. Filmation. But today, we have a returning guest cat couch from the nature of the beast podcast hello hello cat you guys are so lucky welcome back mm. hello i'm so, so glad to be here this is we're fun. so glad to have you thank you for making the time oh you know for I've... taking 21 minutes out of your <laughs> it's that or watch making a murder and i just you know you guys are really kind of behind on that aren't you yeah i'm so behind. a little bit anyone, it's okay anyone who ever watches uh, or listens to uh ntb knows that i'm not up to date on anything on anything. Uh, on anything. <laughs> Ever. Who's the president? You're like, I'm wearing, I'm wearing overalls right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty out of the dark. I think but it's anyway. called Amish. Yeah. <laughs> One step away from that, I guess. Well, today we're talking about, we're not going to do a debut episode. We're going to tell a little story a little bit later about why, why we're not yes, doing the day up, yes. debut episode of the show. But we are so happy. I know Travis and I are very happy to be semi-returning to a place very soon after we were just there. Yeah, for sure. And expanding our, our concept of the universe from merely that universe over which the masters of the universe are the masters. I love this Barney imagination you guys <laughs> yeah. have. You're like, we're going on an adventure. We're going to another place, a special fantasy land that's the sister world of Eternia. Just Where are we going? Hop in a little portal and we're you're there. We're going to Etheria <gasps> because we watched. Stop. Before Shira goes any further <laughs> on the theme side of things, I want her to explain today instead of me explaining the premise behind her own show. She can do Shira's paragraph about Shira, Princess of Power, because her opening, both the copy that she reads yeah. and shot by shot, is the same opening as He Man and the Masters of the uh. Universe. She has an animal that she talks about. She says, I learned these secrets. She's, I mean, every, I bet if you played them next to each other, they would sync up like Dark Side of the Moon and Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Like it would be the same thing, but I'm going to let her take it away and then we can get right into this puppy. Oh, good. It's Adora, right? I understood her name's Adora, like adorable. Or I adore an ice cream in the summer times. Mm. <laughs> I am Adora. He-Man's twin sister and defender of the Crystal Castle. This is Spirit, my beloved steed. Fabulous secrets were revealed to me the day I held aloft my sword and said, For the honor of Grayskull, I am She-Ra! Only a few others share this secret. Together, we and my friends of the Great Rebellion strive to free Etheria from the evil forces of Horda. Shira, Shira. 
Boom. <laughs> her her enunciation is so good that she says evil. I love evil. it. Evil forces. She hey, pl- did. I know yeah. that. A hey, plot twist. She was also uh, voiced by Lou. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Even. Just Lou, Lou is on this one. He, he just pitches his fucking leg to like get high pitch, you know? Just pitches his Oh, they have a they have a harmonizer or something like that for that a little thing they talk into to do Orco. Yeah, She-Ra, Princess of Power. So that is like if you watch that, please go watch at least that opening and compare it to the He-Man one. It's silly. Like it's filmation. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen. It is really cute. It's like the cute version yeah. of like the petite version. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of insulting in a yeah, way. Yeah, it, it's the purple gun version of it. The they pink, pink really, sword. It's so close. It's like filmation should be suing filmation <laughs> yeah, over right. this title sequence. Like if anyone else had done this and just left out the He-Man element, they would have been sued immediately. Absolutely. <laughs> it would have been insane. So filmation. But the only difference really is that the, the theme is way dancier because I think ladies like to dance is their point. Than the mm. He-Man theme, I mean. Do, ladies do, ladies, do like to dance. I mean, I, I have a lady in, in the room. Do yeah. ladies like to dance? I mean, I like to dance. Seems like that's something they always well, write. Well, what's a poll? Do y'all like to dance? Like to dance during the theme song to Days Past Tunecast. Yeah. That's not the same. You're that right, really it's counts. better. An air guitar dance, kind of. Like air, air drumming. Drum, yeah. I guess that counts as something. <laughs> I'm going to count it. Well, that I do like the theme song a lot. It's very catchy. It's got so some yeah, bells the, in it. There's a unicorn spirit named Spirit. I mean, everything, yeah, spirit everything about it is just like reeking of... Lady. Lady. Like they sprayed perfume on well, a He-Man. We assume the ladies <laughs> like these things. That You know, that kind right. of... Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, like, the show, uh, a little background on it, Filmation was the one, like, originally... Mattel had come up with He-Man, and then they worked with Filmation to develop it more with the cartoon, and then that influenced the toys some. Here, Filmation actually said, we want to ride the coat. We literally just want to make another show that's going to be like He-Man. Let's do something related to it. Make yeah. money off it. Why not? Well, Makes well, sense to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah Mattel had, had noticed like their toy market tracking whatever had showed a unusual percentage of sales on the young girl's uh, toys, you know, like Tila and the villainous Evil Lynn. Yeah, yeah. They noticed the spike in sales, so yeah, they both sat down and... The, yeah. the girls were buying the um, evil... Lynn and, Vel- and Tila. Characters from the Motu. Yeah. Maybe they like that side of things, like little evilness of it. Maybe. Well, one, one's well, one's not. One's not evil. Oh. Not yet. <laughs> this, I feel Until like, she gets her heart broken, I feel just like right. you're going to explain to your mom, like, which are the good guys, which are the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, um, Teal's not evil. Just a matter of time. Okay. Just a matter of time. <laughs> yeah. Wrong boyfriend. She'll be something else. <laughs> well, so Filmation actually created not all the characters, but they created a lot of the initial concepts and characters to go into this, including, I believe, She-Ra. The evil horde, who are the villains of the piece that were mentioned, they were actually introduced as masters of the universe, i.e. He-Man villains in the toy line first. But the things when they came out in like 85, they were working on She-Ra, and He-Man was a little bit on the way out. So they just said, well, let's adopt those as She-Ra villains in the show. And ultimately, the toy line reflected that. But they were originally, they came out as He-Man villains. They just kind of adapted that. Just kind of recycled into the them show. into it. Yeah, yeah, basically. I mean, they weren't already in He-Man, I don't yeah. think. They were just on the toy line. A few, <laughs> Yeah, just a few of them had shown up, but like they barely had speaking parts or something like that. <laughs> Who cares? It's the same show. It's basically the same <laughs> it show. Is so, yeah, it's Because the thing is, it still had... Like Lou, uh, Lou Scheimer, major producer. At, I don't know why he kept. I just assume that extraordinaire. He said that they were actively trying not to just make, at least on his view, they were not trying to make a girls' show. They were trying to appeal to girls and have boys be able to like it too. But he felt that the toys were the problem as far as that 
demographic goes because he felt like the toys should have just been sold as action figures, but they were doing things with perfume and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. They weren't Barbies, but it's they like were... Lips, the, lips, the lipstick kit. And yeah, the and boys were like, ah, I'm not going to get near that. Where yeah. it's like, well, yeah, but they're not all like that. So, and I mean... This, <laughs> well, some, some, some boys, boys were yeah, interested. Some boys yeah. 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 I mean, and that's just fine. <laughs> that's right. Well, the episode we watched definitely isn't just like, um, I don't know, a pillow fight at a no. party or anything like well, that. Well, this episode to me was just a He-Man episode with the element of yes. She-Ra. I was going to apologize because I feel like we tricked you into watching a He-Man episode. I know. That's how it felt. It's gotcha like, There was a, a feminine quality of me. I was just like, this is bullshit. Yeah, I know. I didn't. Here's what happened. From the jump, they're like, you can't do this by yourself. I know. So you got to call your brother. I felt bad about that. It's not even my fault. I felt bad. Well, what happened? just watching out for her. Continue, Will. What happened is we were going to watch the debut episode, which is what we typically do. And then we were. I watched about five minutes of that. And I, I was watched like, all of it. Okay, well, that's good. You probably know, you have a better experience than me now, but I got five minutes in and I was like, this, she's not even going to be in this, is she? And I looked it up. No, it's the first five episodes. Again, it's a filmation thing. First five episodes are a five-part arc that can be edited together and it was into a, a movie called The Secret of the Sword. Mm. And so it's serial. And so you weren't even going to see really She-Ra in the first episode. I was like, we can't. This isn't going to work. Yeah. He, he, so, he hops into Etheria immediately, but yeah. she doesn't pop up to the last two minutes. Right. So we can't, that's that's almost worse. I feel <laughs> and like. And yet it's called she -Ra. She Ra. Well, I mean, it's, if that's the first fifth of a movie, that's reasonable, I would say. Yeah, it's yeah. not, though. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But not, well, that's, I mean, I'm not going to argue that they, yeah, these okay. were the best constructed. I see what side you're on of things. <laughs> but this one wasn't much better. I mean, it was okay. I just, I there yeah. was still that theme there. Of, I agree. You know, yeah, she's here and she's president, but she's definitely not, uh, you know, capable. Yeah, I would, I'm would. interested to was. see, I mean, this was a lot of fun for me because we got to revisit He-Man and Skeletor, which is always a treat. But, uh, for everyone. Yeah, every, absolutely. But I I would really like to so watch one that does not cross over with He-Man to see what it really was like. Right. Because she's, I mean, it seems like it's an interesting world that they build. Like, it's more fantastical. I guess when I say that, I mean... It seems like the world of Etheria is more of an actual world populated by people. Yeah. Whereas Eternia just seems like a place where all these crazy people run around and fight each other. Yeah. To me, this was like if Rainbow Bright grew up. Yeah, a little I bit, can see you know, that. a little bit more elevated, a little more sophisticated, if you will. Yeah. Colorful, bright, but strong. Definitely strong. Independent. Unicorn you know. in spirit. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. <laughs> well, a little background, because since we're skipping over the origin and to understand what is going on here, Adora, Princess Adora, is the twin of Prince Adam, who is He-Man. Okay. Yeah. So far, we're good, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm with you. I'm looking at Travis. I'm on board. Okay. Yeah. You're good. I'm, I'm pitching you That's this That's what one. my notes said. The Horde is this evil, just bunch of guys, basically, who in... The continuity of He-Man and She-Ra invaded Eternia, where we know He-Man to live. That's where Prince Adam and Princess Adora live. This is going to be terrible. And they invaded when those two were kids, when they were babies. Hordak, who is the lead, he's like the Skeletor of She-Ra, basically. Mm -hmm. He's the main villain. He... When, like, not as his, great though. He's not as no, great. No, 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 no. Not near. He has no kind of other personality. Yeah. Yeah. Snorting. Just yeah. Stupid. He kidnaps Adora. He tries to kidnap both kids as revenge for being defeated. He only manages to kidnap Adora. Which seems poorly thought through. What are you going to do with that? Well, they heard that the kids were... I only reasoning I can think is like, they said that the kids were supposed to like have great destinies. Yeah. So maybe he's trying to prevent them from becoming oh, yeah. this ultimate weapon against them. But if this was like a sure, Game of Thrones, story, they'd just yeah. kill the kid, right? right. <laughs> I mean, you just kidnap them and brainwash them into being your head your head general. Right, Which yeah. is what he ends up doing. 
Um, but that that whole thing is kind of cool. Like that's a lot more story than we get with He Man, which the first episode <laughs> it's just I'm He Man, and then he just runs in and does stuff, and it's that's about what he did in this one too. Right. He, he really <laughs> is a caveman, un, un, completely in this. Like he really he is holding. A, <laughs> he is like. He's like a living representation of anti-science people. Like he's holding onto a spaceship with his bare hands on a rope, trying to pull it back to the earth. Yeah. Meanwhile, I feel like She-Ra the whole time is she's like, I'm thinking things through. And and yeah. she's using her sword like a utility belt. And it's like, I'll do my handy dandy sword yeah. shield. She's and smart sword about helmet. it. And she, yeah. And she's like trying to solve a problem. And he's just strong arming everything. Yeah. He's taking a very meat-headed approach very to the much. whole thing. And she is definitely, she's also risking her ass a lot, her ass a lot more. Uh, yeah. She's in space. This is, there's a lot of space in this show. Yeah. Lots of space. Lots of sci-fi. I love space. Kind of. It's science fantasy still, right? but there's yeah, just spaceships and I stuff. Was, I was particularly interested that uh, she has an alter ego, even though this is an alien universe, so to speak, they, she still has an alter ego. That's not just an Earth thing. She, she doesn't, here's the thing. I, I argue against He-Man needing the alter ego of like, you know, the, like it's a secret that he is Prince Adam. Yeah. I don't, they just did that to appeal to kids, you know, like, like this, I have a secret from mom or yeah. whatever. But on her side, she has no, I mean, I know she's been Adora Ador and this other identity, but like she has no reason to keep this a secret as far as I can tell. Yeah, I love that. Like, I'm going to go get She-Ra. <laughs> she's yeah, doing the whole, that, the, the very same. comical. This is, I bet this <laughs> I'm is I'm going to go change in the, you know. You could retrofit. Any He-Man script into a She-Ra script and vice versa and just replace certain characters. I think characters. they did. You think they just pulled the ones that didn't make it? It's possible. In the He-Man room and they're sometimes. just like just the change them up a little bit. Yeah, just change largely, the genders. Largely the same. Also, we in this history that I was reading, we find out that Skeletor used to be mentored by Hordak. That's how they know each other. He was part of the Horde. He ratted on Hordak when Hordak escaped with absconded with, with the child. Skeletor ratted on him. Mm, He's a rat explains fink. the hostility. That's right. So they split up at that point. Skeletor broke off and did his thing. Now, I'm not going to lay it out right now. No honor among thieves there. No, definitely not. Yeah. I'm not going to lay it out right now, but I have in my head like a whole metaphor relationship between uh, Hordak and Skeletor that <laughs> I'm going to have to lay out as we go along. Just, I got deep into this. Damn, okay. It, it's very important to me. It's very important. It's my life's work. You're not going to get into that now, though? No, because it's going to unfold with some of the plot, I oh, think, okay, a little okay. bit. The basic plot... I love how this begins, the basic plot. <laughs> it's so great. This is perfect. This is like, we just need to get this going. What, I love um, it. We just need something, anything, yes. anyone. We need something. Bill, what do you got? Get he's like, in there. He's like, uh, Big Boss goes on vacation. <laughs> I know. It's a sitcom setup. This is like Bewitched. Yeah, exactly. This is like I Dream of Genie. This yeah, is any right. of these shows where it's like two things. It's like a show where you, you got to make sure the boss is happy. And it's also like a full house where it's like, Danny Tanner's going out of town. Don't you drive my car while I'm gone. Yeah, exactly. And then you exactly. come back and they've driven it through the wall or exactly whatever. Exactly that storyline. It's the same. It's, and it's, it's all the beats are there. Any, it's great. Anytime takes a, takes a holidays in the uh, in the title. Yeah. And so <laughs> so yeah. The, it opens up in space on the velvet glove. <laughs> I guess Thank that's you. what that is. Is the name of the warship? Unless that is a gentleman's club ship, it should not be called the velvet glove. That's a very <laughs> suggestive name. Like in many, many, many ways it, to me. I put down, it looks like a vacuum cleaner. It does, yeah, like a skull, like a skull <laughs> yeah. vacuum cleaner, a bone yeah, vacuum cleaner. Right. And yeah, just the Dyson part that you take off. It, it looks like that part. Yeah, just yeah. Just like go-go gadget, like what got left behind. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like gadget droppings. Yeah, exactly. Hordak, who we're going to hear from all these people here in a minute. I'll get some clips going. We do clips? We'll do some, we'll we'll do do some, some? clips. Okay. <laughs> we'll swirl them up in there a little bit. He is talking to his boss. 
who is called Horde Prime. Prime. And is like a bodiless mist who reaches out with a giant cybernetic Terminator hand. Terminator hand. <laughs> this is the being that's going on vacation. And they treat it like they work for a company. Yeah. I, I want to hear how they set this shit up. It's awesome. Right here, oh great one. Do you think that you are capable of looking after my flagship while I am on vacation? It will be safe in my hands. I'll use it very use it. You better not even touch it. If I find so much as a scratch on it. I'm going to Hawaii. There's so much. I've been looking <laughs> forward to happened. vacation for 500 <laughs> but, years. I mean, you know, I isn't it like if you work for some companies, your vacation time doesn't roll over to the next year? <laughs> Is it every 500 years for him yeah. and his the Horde Corporation? <laughs> if he's his own boss. What are the rules? Well, what are he, the rules? Well, here's here's okay. So here's the beginning of the narrative for me. Okay. I feel like Hordak is middle management because he's in charge of a bunch of people. Yeah. Like that, you heard that idiot that sounded just like Orko, by the way. From I mean, just the same yeah. right. voice, Mantena, <laughs> which is just like he's like a gremlin praying mantis hybrid. Straight, straight Orko uh, ripoff, though, for the sure. Two, yeah. The two horde guys in this are just body parts crammed together on, <laughs> into a, a nucleus of some sort. It's like you've got a four-legged guy and then two bot robots that are smashed together named Multibot. <laughs> but Mantena, and they're both really good-natured, by the way. Like, they're both, like, really yeah, sweet. I, I feel really bad timid. for them. They're like, are you sure? Well, I feel like they just want to make their boss happy. Like, yeah. they go home to their wives or girlfriends and they're like, Look, I know, I know I complain about this guy, but he means well. Yeah. Hordak is trying to get us somewhere. We just got to get through these lean times. Never, you know? Another day at the Velvet Glove. Exactly. And just... If someone said, yeah. if you heard a woman say, yeah. I, did, I had another tough day at the Velvet Glove, you're like, I know, sister. Like, she had tassels on earlier. I mean, I assure yeah. you. I'm just trying to get through get through my things here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, on the Orko ripoff, I feel like Orko came to this planet and, like, cultivated his seed. <laughs> like behind everyone's back, you know what I mean? And like if you watch the first the first episode that we we bailed on, uh-huh. there was like six characters that had that sound like Orko voice or <laughs> or similarities. You know what I mean? I I mean if you want to explain that, <laughs> I'll leave that side of the lore to you. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I love. No, I want to hear more about it. I'm just saying I don't have the energy. You think they were just trying to give like the actor was like on his way out and they're like we got to give. Well, him it was Lou Shimer. It was the producer. Oh, it was the guy. guy. Yeah, it was him. Oh, with, he was just with the thing they called the harmon. It was a harmonizer. It would just instead of having to be pitched up later like digitally yeah it's something that could do it in real time so uh-huh. you wouldn't and so that's kind of what gives it that weird timbre as well oh. and so it works well i mean it sounds right for certain characters but like this is supposed to be a villain and this sounds like someone who i want to cuddle <laughs> like and I, he doesn't look like a person no. i want to cuddle but i do feel bad for him like i feel bad for both probably why those toys aren't flying off the shelves maybe not so I'm, I'm assuming he has to take this vacation before the time doesn't roll over. He's going to a tropical planet. Tropica. I wonder what happened in his schedule. Like, now's the time he can take a break. I know. You know well, what I, is he been so busy with? Well, he doesn't even trust Hordak. Yeah. Like, he's he says, we, we cut it out, but he says to Hordak how he used to have two ships, and now he has one because of Hordak. And so I entrust you, Hordak, the same person who lost the first one with the ship. I mean, maybe he's just... It's logical. Yeah. It's it's only logical. Maybe he's the best choice. I don't know. It's your second chance. Well, looking at the other options that came along, it sounds like that was... 
lack of options there. They just seem to... <laughs> the Groupon was about to expire. He had to go. <laughs> right? I feel like they have a very, like, deep bench for these guys, like, for the bad guys <laughs> on the show. And I never know what they're up to because whoever you really could use at that time that could do something is never there. Right. Like, unless it's... Right for the plot, I guess. Transformers rules. Hey, cut, cut two Horde's hands just in a beach chair, <laughs> right. like in front of a sun. Yeah, yeah. yeah what is these... one knuckle has the sunscreen yeah. on it? <laughs> I mean, they should have done it. They should have gone goofy like that. Just been hilarious. Like, I mean, why not? They take it pretty on a damn towel, close. Just hanging out. I they... mean, the way this, the theme and the whole show is kind of. Ludicrous like that. It it's is kind of very. It is very good. Like way sillier <laughs> than I thought it was going to be. Uh, well, not the. I mean, I thought it would be He-Man level, but not like sitcom setup. Yeah. Where I'm going on vacation. I'm looking forward to this vacation. <laughs> all this stuff. Scratch it. Yeah. It's very much like clippings on the floor from all the other things that didn't work for other shows, and they just mashed them all <laughs> right. together. That, that is filmation. You just yeah. described filmation. That's every show. Of every filmation show. Yes. It's on the box. This one, they took some of their live-action sketches, though, and, and <laughs> matched it. Mashed it in there. Here's the thing about that velvet glove. It seems like everybody... Gentlemen's Club. ...has a line <laughs> into that place. Everyone has it bugged or cameraed up because yes. both the sorceress with He-Man and Eternia and Skeletor are remote viewing into it. Like, ex like, like there's a camera up in Hordak's face. Like, yes. they're just, have like this, like. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I was thinking, is, is everyone can watch each other in their little crystal bubble? They're, that's very invasive. Yeah, it's Big Brother. Everyone can watch it, each other. And it, what is the vibe between He-Man and that sorceress? That was. She, okay, here's, here's my thing vibes. with the sorceress. She seems extremely pretentious now that I've heard her again. Mm -hmm. It seems like, you know how Madonna has like a fake British accent? Yeah. The sorceress, the way she talks, <laughs> she sounds like a Madonna. Uh, uh. Well, yeah, they, she, they cut to that scene and I swear it was like they just had sex. Yeah. And she's like, now you have to go do something. She's <laughs> yeah. smoking a go cigarette. She, that's how yeah, she gets exactly. him to do things she, didn't she even needs. She get up. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, by the, well, she has a giant computer monitor too. Right, this is Eternia, guys. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, I, the level of technology still baffles me on this show. Right. And I, we've watched two other He-Mans and I still don't really. It's like the antiquated futuristic. You know, it's like the, the crystal, but the computer, but well, it's like not. Well, the magic yeah. and the technology mix and you don't know what's doing what necessarily. Right. Like with Hordak. Yeah. Like he yeah. just transforms into weapon, ar weapon arms and binoculars just appear on his face. A satellite, yeah. a satellite on a drawbridge. It's <laughs> the perfect illustration. That's yeah, exactly right. <laughs> well, let's hear these folks that we're talking about that are spying because we got He-Man and Sorceress. Sorceress is being very. I just I just imagine her like being a chick that like dresses very bohemian and has like a very active Instagram. The, the way I'm honestly like the way they angled Going it, deep. I was like, she's not wearing underwear. However, they drew her, yeah. she's not wearing underwear. Yeah, 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 yeah. That I, was my thought in that whole thing. Well, He Man, I was I was really more aware than ever of just how naked He Man is. He's in very this. naked. He, he seemed extra naked, and I, I, you know, he's not wearing underwear under the loincloth, and you know, he's not wearing socks in those boots. <laughs> so he's got to be a stinky guy. You know, he's a little right. He's like nasty. Nice. You mind is nasty. See why I called you here, Adam. Hordak plans to attack our planet. And with a ship like that, he might we'll just succeed. Like it will take the combined power of She-Ra and He-Man to stop Hordak's evil plan. Well, then I'd better get ready. <laughs> what does that mean? Does he get more dressed? It means he's going to eat a sandwich. <laughs> and then he's going to transform into He-Man. By the way, He-Man transformation at 4 minutes and 25 seconds.
Wow. Noted. But, but, right. but Cringer out. So yep. they had to do some some cutting on this one. I'm okay with that. Not because I don't like Cringer, but because I feel so bad for him every time he's on the show. I just didn't even want to. Like, I watched the first part of that first episode, and I was almost in tears. Like, he was so happy to be eating. Yeah. I just couldn't <laughs> handle it, man. But yeah, he, man, I, Prince Adam could not sound more nerdy. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. You got better get ready. Did he and the sorceress just do it, but like as Prince Adam, does she want to be dominant over him in that way? Oh, she definitely. She doesn't want a He-Man. She wants a Prince Valiant. She wants a Meathead. I keep calling him Prince Valiant. (laughs) Don't I? (laughs) Prince Adam. Right. Nothing valiant about what they did. Hey, do you want this guy or do you want this guy? (laughs) Like She's just like, this guy. Yeah, I think she's, yeah, that's. She wants, yeah. Yeah, well, Prince Adam's kind of like the um, the character with jorts. And it's always sunny in Philadelphia, sitting in the car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I the love soldier. That. He's, yeah. like, he's in the hot car, just hanging out, yeah. sweating. It's like, yeah, he's it's like perfect. That. He's yeah. in Scrubs later on. Yeah, <laughs> he's just a he, um, he, the fiance later. Yeah, and- <laughs> he's a pound of man meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your current, yeah, current day. Yeah, he would wear it. <laughs> totally. That's exactly what he is. Totally. That's and funny. then, of course, we have to introduce to the the game board here, perhaps the Black King? Question mark. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. What? Skeletor. Skeletor. Yeah, well, okay, if that's not... Okay, so She-Ra couldn't hold her own enough, so they brought in He-Man, and I keep calling him Hordor. Hordak couldn't hold his own enough, so they had to bring in Skeletor. Nobody... Here's the thing. Hordak almost held his own, and then Skeletor messed him up. Right. Because they're at odds with each other. Right. I mean, you kind of otherwise it would have been over in 10 right. minutes. But that's kind of funny. It's like this whole show, they really didn't think it was substantial on its own. No. They had to bring in the outside, kind of like. The big guns. The they big, outsourced big to Eternia. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me help myself I'm tired, ship. I'm tired of calling IT lines and always getting Eternian people <laughs> trying to help me with these <laughs> computer <laughs> issues. <laughs> Eternia is mine to conquer. Mine! That ship, he will be hard to beat. I have to stop him. But how? Not even He-Man could beat that flagship. Of course! <laughs> if I steal that ship, not only will I stop Hordak, but I'll be able to conquer He-Man and Eternia as well. The universe will be mine to rule. <laughs> His okay. I just had to. I I usually would cut pauses like that out, but I left it in for a very particular reason. Yeah. His Skeletor is getting weird. Maybe in his old age, because his plan <laughs> that he has to figure out is right. my enemy has an unbeatable weapon. What will I do? Beat. 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 Still thinking. <laughs> I've got it. I'll steal his unbeatable weapon, and then I'll have it. That's his whole plan. That's not he a had crazy to think plan. about it. No, but it's it's just the automatic. We all know that that's an option. Obviously. It's like if a man has a gun aimed at me, I'm like, if I could have his gun and he didn't have it anymore, I would be okay. Frankly, as that's an, not a plan. As an adult, I was already like, let's just skip the reasons and the monologues. Yeah. Let's just jump right into it. As a kid, they're for sure not paying attention. Skeletor doesn't live by those rules. No, no Skeletor's going to talk about it. He's yeah. going to talk about it. Yeah, he I doesn't mean, even have anyone to talk to about it. He's just going to talk to himself. If I wasn't analyzing this, I'd almost if I was really just purely watching this for enjoyment, I'd uh. just be like, just skip the reasons, all of it, all reasons, just jump right into it. Skeletor it. will talk to you for an hour before he tries to kick your ass. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's going to make some jokes, like feel you, feel and you out that time, a little bit. You've, you've, already, you've already left. Yeah. You figured, <laughs> you've had, you figured out how to beat him. Yes. And then some. Well, like, I am, your cat, what you're talking about kind of hits on something I was noticing, which is like, they have to set up 
why anyone is wherever they are. They have to put the players in place. It's like, it's basically the end of what would be act one if it's a three-part structure before like everybody is finally doing anything. Right. Which is not completely atypical, but for a He-Man type show, He-Man's doing stuff right away. Usually there's something, like this is just people talking and then showing up places. And He-Man's the only one who did start doing stuff right away. Yeah. The only thing he said was, I've got to get ready. And then he's doing stuff. Right. No explanation. (laughs) No words needed. I mean, I... (laughs) I li- here's the thing. I for our purposes on this show, I absolutely want them to talk as much as possible. Yeah. But from a plot standpoint, <laughs> yes, there's a lot of reestablishing characters, which you probably know who they are. Like, like you don't really have to go talk about them again. You don't need it. Yeah, this isn't as asinine as you might think it is. <laughs> but it is. So Skeletor was mentored by Hordak. Right. Right. Hordak. So in this extended metaphor I'll be trying to weave for you guys for your for your perusal. Okay, so Hordak is middle management at what seems like a giant company because he has a boss over him that perhaps has a boss over him. We don't know. It perhaps. goes on and on. <laughs> he as might we be do. a regional or whatever, yeah. but Hordak is in charge of others, but he is beneath yet others. Okay. Skeletor used to be his mentor. Mm. He's struck out on his own. Skeletor strikes me as much more of a a loose cannon. Hordak is kind of toned the company line, even though he is going, he's trying to get something done to be recognized by the boss. That's why he's going to use this thing. He didn't wait two seconds before he's like, I'm going to steal this ship. Right. But he's he's doing it to impress the boss. I'm going to impress the boss by disobeying the boss. That's what he's saying. Uh, Skeletor just owns land on Snake Mountain. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And so I feel like Skeletor like broke off, started his own startup. Yeah. And he is the rebel. He is like the rebellious one who's like, I'll do what I want. And then Hordak's like, dude, I'm just going to try and stick with this thing as long as I can and maybe I'll keep getting bumped up and I started to make up that the the thing between them was that they used to they did both they were both in the horde originally yeah. and Skeletor was second in command I feel like at one point there was uh, the opportunity to move up and Skeletor felt he deserved it and he was overlooked so he's like fuck Hordak yeah. and I'm gonna do my own thing and that's why he always because he's always talking about being the king of Eternia mm-hmm. <laughs> always he talking about so bad. I believe he says it in this something along the lines and this so he wants to be at the top because he feels like he never got what he deserved and that's why he struck out to do his own thing and so they're basically when these guys start going after each other it's like corporate warfare <laughs> going on in front of you. maybe this is being pulled from something very real I want to talk to these uh, illustrators I, and writers I wish I had enough like business anything sense to know because I'm sure there are examples of something like All they'll similar tell you in the real world. Lose yes. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. In my in my minimal experience, I can absolutely tell you yes, that happens. <laughs> that's that's a way out of like where I was thinking. But yeah, that seems totally valid. I mean it's it's at least on a metaphorical level yeah. similar to what's hat like that kind of story where it's like we used to be brothers, you were willing to sell your soul to do what the man says, and I'm not gonna do that. And then you get recognized for being a sellout. Well, fuck you. I'm gonna go do my own thing. This immediately elevated into like a Russell Crowe movie in my head. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm into it. I'm gonna go be the the diamond ray king over here. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Just doing his own thing. Everything's raised, yeah. man. Oh, dude, yeah, he's the king of Laser Town, big time. <laughs> laser beams. They have a fight. Uh, Hordak and Skeletor have a fight. It's like a mayoral race for Laser Town. Well, like, just... dude, you you can't you can't beat the the Skeletor on that. No, and no, he's been doing it for years. How he's... convenient their fight too, right? He's the OG. He's the Radio Shack of that shit, man. He's the Radio Shack. <laughs> <laughs> can't beat that. Circuit City tried. So, sadly, it's probably an example of what, Kat, you were talking about early on, that we've yet to even really talk about She-Ra. Yeah. <laughs> we've talked about these other people. She introduced herself, she and then has, she just went right away. Yeah, she's like, bye, guys. Go see my friends. Yeah. 
Well, we finally get to see what's going on with Princess Adora. You've got who? AKA Shira. No, yeah, Shira. You know, they know each other at least. I don't know if she's just you on seen a her commune, around. no big deal. Well, that's I do commune like planet. the idea that the world has already been conquered. It has an invading force that she knows inside things about them because she was one of, like this is kind of a co- way more actual plot and background stuff again than you would ever get in He-Man and the fact that she's there amongst people who are rebelling I feel like there's an actual world to be defended I don't really care what happens to it in this episode because it seems completely separate from what happens. Well, you don't really get any backstory on the planet. I mean, no, no, and no. I guess you're not really supposed to. I guess it's in other episodes. We should have watched the prior yeah, I did 58 not. episodes. I just watched the ones you told me to. <laughs> yeah, the ones you told me to. I did switch this at the last minute as an emergency. I was just like, just do the one with He-Man in it. Okay, we'll just do that one. It's fine. He did that one time while I was driving here. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I said, turn around if you haven't watched the right thing yet. <laughs> so... Uh, Adora sees this and we're going to get to hear her. We're going to get to hear some other people in her life. Actually, it's just a bunch of, it's just a couple bad acting issues because there's a guy right there with her. Oh, the redhead dude. Well, there's that. Okay. That guy. With the rainbow. Okay. Here's the thing. What is that? That guy's name is Bo. I don't have anything from him, but I do have a note about him. There's a red haired guy with a mustache and he's wearing like a midriff. He's basically cosplaying as She-Ra. Well, you talk about like a, a corporate structure situation. I totally get like, this guy was totally taken out of a, I know Bill from the office, and that's I'm drawing him right now. <laughs> so Bo, the way he talks about everything, the way he's dressed, everything, yeah. I believe from what I've heard is that he is kind of a love interest for She-Ra. Yeah, that makes sense. He's I standing really close to her. I think she's barking up the wrong tree, frankly. I, I the would way agree with everything you. else about him just says no ma'am. Closer yeah. business. Sorry. I would I would the agree. everything. The everything. He seems more the head interested to toe. in a friendship yeah. situation. Yeah. He just likes petting the horse. Yeah. In fact, not once did he really even look at her. He's more like looking at the sky. Oh, we're inverted. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I don't think he made eye contact once. So the guys that I'm talking about are, well, one is Swiftwind, the horse, her horse, who is her battle cat, essentially, played by Lou Scheimer. Yeah, yeah. When he when he opened his mouth, I was like, oh, it's a, it's a guy. It's this, a guy's voice. This is my reaction to the Rainbow horse talking. Horse. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, I was in, almost in tears, the first thing he said, I'm going to have to play it now because we're talking about yeah. it, but there's also, I put the two together because they're just two very not great pieces of voice acting, just a rando dude who notices the giant ship in the sky, he could not care less about this thing. Now, I guess ships are more commonplace in their world, Yeah. but still, this seems like a threatening thing. Listen to what he says. Looks like uh, some sort of spaceship, but it's so huge. Hey, man, are you all right? <laughs> I think so. I hope she knows what she's doing. Shira always knows what she's doing. I didn't even pick up on the British accent the first 10 times he said anything. At least one person believes in her. Yeah. Shira always. I hope she knows what she's doing. Would they say that about He-Man? I'm sorry. Not. Nope. Ever. No. Nope. 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 <laughs> nope. Because he's not an emotion-driven creature. Obviously. No, he's extremely impulsive. Yeah. <laughs> like, he does whatever he wants. He's yeah. Superman. Well, he's he, just, and in yeah. fact, he, when he shows up, he just he just literally shows up, and she literally just looks at him, and she's like, hello. Yeah. No, I will say, I liked that even with their combined might, they were having a hard time with it. But That's he true. still basically came to, like, do the work that she could not do. It really, yeah. I yeah. Mean, and I thought it was evenly split as far as she was still able to you know, add value mm-hmm. to the saving, yeah. but um, it was, it, it did feel a little off kilter nonetheless. I agree with you. Thank you. And I'll be 
uh, posting my thoughts about it on Jezebel tomorrow. <laughs> you can check my blog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was probably already ready to be biased about it too when I well, think about it. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. I <laughs> mean, like, part of me was like, I was already well, ready, be, I honestly, ready to be mad. I kind of felt bad. I was like, oh, Travis, we should have Kat come over and do the She-Ra thing. And I was like, I feel bad like asking her to do gym and then She-Ra as though only a girl can talk about girls' shows, no, quote that's unquote. Fair. No. But no, I mean, we'll have you back for something else. But I still thought like, I was like, well, I think it'll be better to have a lady comment on this no, a little bit. Well, it's one of those, you know, you know the time and place. So you kind of already know right. it's going to be a little biased. But at the same time, it's one of those like, do I like the color pink because I really like it or because I've been conditioned to. And this is sort of the same thing. Like, yeah. I loved Rainbow Bright and I love, I mean, I loved all these you things. Ask, so. You ask yourself that while you're brushing a doll's hair? I do. <laughs> I mean, it, you, it, you're, it, you're dressing Jack up. I do wonder. <laughs> it's things you wonder. You're like, well, I do like this, but do I really like this? I don't know. So, uh, no, that's fine. I, I like it. This is good. Um, I'm more interested in these things anyway. Although I, I, I watched... Um, I mean, I watched dude cartoons. I was gonna say boy cartoons, but see, that's well, I was not ask, fair either. <laughs> I was gonna ask, do, would you? Do you think you would have enjoyed this as a young girl? Or I, mean, I, I don't know, ten, eight, somewhere in that region. Um, probably. I mean, yeah, probably. I would say yes. Yeah. Like, imagine if you were a girl. Would you like this if you were? I a don't girl? know. See, what's funny? <laughs> Try to step into the shoes. <laughs> as a young girl, I did watch a lot of GI Joe with oh, yeah. my brother. And back for a what Joe. else did we watch? Explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> You got a baroness on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> what else did we? Well, crap. Um, but we were uh, with the mummies. I watched Mummies Alive. So oh, yeah. I watched a lot of, quote, you know. I'm so sorry. That you really so run sorry. the spectrum there. My, my condolences. <laughs> well, I liked history. But, in, you know, anyway, in retrospect. You like Egyptians. In retrospect, I, there were a lot of, like, well, <laughs> guy cartoons. Yeah. Um, but Rainbow Bright and things like that. So I, it's hard to say. But I don't know that it appealed to me solely because it was feminine Geared. Well, sure. I didn't necessarily mean for that reason, even just to just watch it and say, is this entertaining to me or not as a kid? Yeah, I probably would. Because it's basically a He-Man show. I mean, even if you remove the He-Man, it's like the way it's structured, it's yeah. basically just He-Man and the Master of the Universe. But I think my taste is always, I always like things that are funny and interesting. So mm-hmm. it, what really would have pulled me in would have been like, yeah, I'm going on vacation. And, right. <laughs> and, and the squirrely little, you know, henchmen, like those yeah. things would have been what would have entertained me more than... Like the action. Right. So it's kind of, I don't know if that's true for everybody else. Everybody else? Mm. Y'all are more action probably minded. No, actually, I mean the action, as a kid, I think I would have been fine with action, but like I remember like watching X-Men as a kid. Oh, I loved X-Men, yeah. The things I focused on were relationship things. Like this guy is going to be rebellious towards this guy or this girl and this guy are flirtatious, but kind of standoffish. Like I liked that stuff almost more than anything else. X-Men was fantastic to me because of the, like one, the abilities. Of course, everyone wants to be, you know, we're we're all waiting for our mutation to come out. And then I did like the relational. I loved how every, like the personality, everyone was so different. Like, you know, Rogue and had this like Southern accent and then she didn't in the movie. And I mean, everyone just had such a different quality uh, personally. Mm. And then they had these abilities and I found that really fantastic. And then they fought crime and that's whatever. <laughs> they fought crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was always more interested in the fantasy, I guess, of things. So yeah. that, I guess that's the, the yeah. long and short of it. Well, that's like, Will I mean, was more into the, the texture. Yeah. I was very textural text. with my I'm cartoons. Yeah. I like to grind the them in my teeth and like see what, I detect notes of coffee right. and uh, beans yeah. Yeah. and whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. a fantasy for me. And that and that'd be true with Jim too. It was always it was always like the fantasy of what could be, the alternate reality there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I mean for me the appeal of a lot of whether it's sci-fi fantasy, these cartoons even picking them apart, I like to see what seem like actual relationships un, uh, unfold in a fantastic setting. Yes, because it, yeah. Because it grounds you 
in that anyway, yeah. which this show is not really a good example of that because people just kind of talk at each other. They just throw right. information at each other. Yeah, they kind of glossed over a lot of the fantasy. I think where they could have had more yeah. because it really was relational in this one. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. I was all about the feelings talks. Yeah, right. You always are, buddy. <laughs> you know. Well, She-Ra <laughs> finally does make her damn appearance at 5.56. So about a minute after He-Man. And the first thing she does is she gets on her horse and she essentially says, I mean, in so many words, I don't know if you can fly or breathe in space, but we're about to find out. Because she's just going to fly up to the ship in her mind. She's just going to fly a horse her to a spaceship. Horse. I know he's a Pegasus or whatever, but that's insane. And she, uh, she's a two, it doesn't work. Exactly. They're, like, they're both floating. They're both and so, well, just apparently she can't forever. breathe in space either, and she knows that. Well, she can't breathe in high altitude. She didn't even make it to space. I know. She should. Sword, sword to helmet, baby. Sword. I know. Sword uh, to okay. helmet. And so I love it. I can't breathe. Sword to helmet. Let's talk. Okay. We've got a few things to talk about then. I have a collection. There, this is, so far, the most collectible, quote-unquote, episode for me because I like to gather sound bits that happen you, a lot. Travis, you, you know I do this. <laughs> <laughs> once a day is no, enough for me. I, yeah, I remember you the, did. Yeah. I like to collect the things that happen maybe once too many times. And uh, one of She-Ra's things is that her sword, which is she essentially she, She-Ra... Her sword will transform into, I don't know how many different things. Anything. But at she, least three things. So sword to chicken nuggets. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're going to hear at least a little bit of the, the range that her sword has right now. Sword to shield. Sword to helmet. Helmet to sword. Sword to helmet. Helmet to shield. Shield <laughs> to parachute. <laughs> <laughs> that last shield to parachute. Yeah, to shield to iPhone. I'm just glad it, at least once she used the sword like a sword. Yeah, yeah. At least once. Well, and these shows just never have any. The closest thing to violence is two uh, non-men firing beams around each other, like they're stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah. That's the closest thing to actual violence you see on these shows, or Superman punching the, the camera at the beginning of the episode, like on the He-Man show. So it is like, they have these cool weapons and they have giant muscles and all they use them for is like, li they're like circus freaks. <laughs> they just lift things over their heads and throw people. That's all they are. <laughs> and, th and then she is a magician who turns objects into other objects. I do like that. I mean, it's a cool thing. It's kind of... I feel like they're kind of taking a riff from Wonder Woman in that way because yeah. she had the lasso of truth. She had the bracelets and it's, they don't transform, but it just feels like, yeah, you accessorize your lady. I mean, as, heroes, a, kid, I guess. as a kid, you never notice the lack of violence though. I do. You know? That's well, true. Well, and, and that's a good point. Like where He-Man's all strength and brawn, she's really just like, it's, she's, she's got tools, I guess is what we, she's using like. I don't want to say accessories, but... Well, so, I mean, they're toy accessories. I want to say more intelligence, but she's not. She was about to try to ride Sword a horse. Sword to Right. Yeah. Sword to Her, I got to say, her voice as Adora and as, as She-Ra are very, very, very close. Like, even He-Man is has more differentiation. Lou, Lou did a good job. <laughs> and... Her, she also sounds like she's trying very to me very hard to like to enunciate. Like she went to finishing enunciate. school yeah. and she's worried that if she speaks wrong, her dad's gonna be really upset with her or something. Like she, she reminds me this, of Jim in that way, like having oh, the yeah. same kind of voice. Like, and I was a girl, you know. Yeah, this weird transatlantic kind of. Kinda, yeah, the rain in Spain. Yeah, no, right. he talks like. He sure. Okay, this is where. So Hordak is up. Hordak is up in the ship. He sees her flying up, and 
he's going to fire this gigantic freeze ray at the Whispering Woods, which is a place on Etheria. Which, what, why is that his plan? Yeah, I, I missed he, that. Well, that's where the, re, that's where, I read this. That's where the rebellion is headquartered. Got you. So, okay. He's like, I don't know why. Yeah, I was like, the, why was the target? That's the as Whispering far as he Woods. got. That's, well, here's the thing. If that's, if that's a good idea, why didn't Horde Prime tell you to do it? It's like when, when I served and a manager like wouldn't do something. I'm like, dude, this is an obvious thing. Just do this. Yeah. Later, I'm like, oh, he saw something. That was a bad idea, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. Okay. He had, that's all far my... It's on fire. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. Flammable now. I get it. But Hordak, he sees her coming, and this is when he starts to... Yeah, you get does. to see him have binoculars that come on his face all of a sudden. He has, like, the, the cannon hand. And I was just like, I was like, oh, wait, so is he a robot? Is that what he is? Whatever is going on with him, his body is somewhat mechanical. This is where the metaphor extends for me. Oh. And I have, uh, after I started writing my notes, I realized I was basically writing DPTC study questions, like at the end of (laughs) your study version of a book, you know? Yeah. Uh, If Hordak is a robot or a cyborg, is that a metaphor for what happens to people stuck in middle management? Oh. If so, what does that say about Skeletor considering his appearance? Well, because he, one... You know, Hordak looked very skeletal to me at first. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, he has those qualities, but he is more on the robot cyborg side. Mm -hmm. And then Skeletor, obviously much more organic, truly skeletal. Very interesting take on that. Maybe like Skeletor is like a a starving artist almost. He's like a performance artist in a way. He's he's like a joker in that way. (laughs) He's like an anarchist. He couldn't pronounce words with no lips, but he does. (laughs) Yes. Well, I just... Rubber yellow face. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Rubber yellow yellow Rubber yellow baby bunky bumper, bumper face. place. Well, that's yeah. pretty deep, but I'm kind of, I'm, I'm into it. I like it. This is where we get to meet Multibot, the stuttering robot that's two robots smashed so into each cute. other. Like it's, if C3PO had a baby, just yeah. a clump of shit. It's <laughs> so like with a prostitute. Yeah. These are the two versions of the character I'm hearing: clump of shit, and if C3PO had a baby. That's <laughs> well, if C3PO had a baby with a prostitute, that was a clump of shit. I yeah. put I put just that would be a clump. Last minute idea for a character. I ha- yeah, I thought like beat him, uh, rock 'em sock 'em robots like got jumbled. They got melted under a lamp or something, <laughs> and they fell into each other. Because they have they're, the gremlin mantis thing. They've got the yeah. we've got two skulls, and they're now like, we've, we, they're both robots. They're like, we need them. Yeah, they're like mechanic. No, no, let's just do a clump of shit. Two no, multi look, multiple things. We, multiple things. Well, they just have two boring robot designs. So the way to spice it up in He-Man's world is always, I mean, we said this in the He-Man episode, they just have a library, like a bank vault full of loose body parts of all species and kinds. And so you're just like, I'll take one of these legs. I'll take two of these heads and just <laughs> build myself a person. And that's what they did with Multibot. I, he also is endearing to me. He stutters. Like he's, he's trying to do a good yeah, job. Like, I don't know about this. <laughs> um, Are you sure? Yeah. And I, I, that leads into this. I have another collection. And I want, I, I'm, I'm, I, this is where my OCD really gets to get twanged a little bit. Uh, I do have a question before I play it, and I don't want an answer. I just want it to sit. Stew a bit. Is Hordak's real name Tim Taylor? Even more power, Multibot! More power coming out! More power, Multibot! More power! More power! More power! More power, Multibot! More, more power, Multibot! Full power! Great power! I couldn't believe how many times he said that! that, that was, I, I didn't even catch that. You didn't that. double up? 
they what's that? You didn't double up on those? No, those were all wow. in the wilds. They all wow. exist naturally. <laughs> I just put them together in one place. Yeah, he, they, they, they all got gathered in a no kill cage, and you just you just <laughs> exactly. Them, huh? yeah, Holy just, man! And then I you got them, out. You're like, are you? I don't think so. <laughs> I, pr- I put them in a preservation. <laughs> well, here's the, okay. This this shows up in cartoons all the time. This happens here. This even happens later with Skeletor when he's absconding with the ship. Because yeah, guess what, guys? He steals the ship later, and he's trying to get away from He Man, and he says. Oh, is that too easy for you? I'll just push the power further. Oh, is that still too easy for you? I'll just push it full power. In this case, it's like, why, if you have full power, just use it from the start. If that's going to be the solution, just use the whole damn thing. It's not like curling your hair, you know? You don't have to pee gradually. Y'all don't know what that's like, but trust me. Just... Ramp it up yeah, all the way. Start, start with. Turn it to eleven. You're already, yeah. You're already like breaking every rule. Yeah. Just go right. It's such a dumb right thing. It's more. I mean, it's just such a filler, stupid thing. But yeah, and of course, the villain has to like tell him the stupid thing that he should just be doing anyway. It's, it's make it better. Stuff. Just do it. <laughs> I love that. It's hilarious. I didn't even think about that. And this is when our buddy Skeletor makes his entrance on the ship. No Skelly. idea. Skelly. Oh, Skelly. I have no idea how he gets on there. Like, he just appeared. He, he just appears. He does, like, a... He is a lost Looney Tune. He escaped a Looney Tune. <laughs> because he just... His hand appears from the side and yoinks one character out of the screen behind Hordak. He just grabs one of the guys, like... And it's like a... Whew! One of those noises. Like, and then, a, like, a gas cloud afterwards. And then he just pokes the other one and he just falls apart or whatever. <laughs> like, it's just... And you, all you see is his hand. This is this is all, like, Bugs Bunny <laughs> shit and Daffy Duck <laughs> shit completely. He is just a Looney Tune that made his way out and got horribly disfigured or something. Well, and this is where I wonder, could uh, She-Ra really have done this by herself? Because, I mean, should these events have happened anyway... Right, right. Then they would have... Because at his arrival... That's really the big distraction, and that's what sort of breaks the power beam. And anyway, it wasn't that He-Man and She-Ra were really, you know, rocking it. They weren't. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like She-Ra... Go ahead, you can say it. None of these guys are impressive. Right. Like, they, they seem to be walking around with a bunch of power. Like, Skeletor learned black magic from Hordak, apparently. That's the story, at least. They're just powerful guys. They just throw... Like, Skeletor is so versatile with his powers that he repairs the ship with his finger blast later. <laughs> like it's a like it's a welding tool or something like that. And so they're both very powerful. Like, you know, Hordak can change into a rocket ship unto himself, as he does at the end of the episode. That's, right. That's yeah. insane. Which, why not start there? Yeah, just turn into an ultimate weapon. Turn into a yeah. Anything. Start there and go straight to headquarters. It's the same thing with Chira, though. It's like, well, so what can your sword turn into? Can it turn into an, a, yeah. in, like a, a suit of armor? What else? But yeah. These guys are just—they are always defeated by their own hubris or just the raw power or sometimes smarts of the heroes. But they are not good at what they do. They really are not smart. Like their plans are not very well thought out. Well, there's truly nothing menacing about these characters. No. They always feel like they're coming up short. So you definitely, like, I, even watching this, I was like, well, Shira. That again, it's like, man, Shira doesn't have a good like, yeah. nemesis here. Yeah, as we find, if one of them falls, you you might want to pick them up and help them out. You know, yeah. So the, yeah. sto- so the well, story continues, yeah. right? Yeah, they. They really are just, I mean, they're, they're, here's the thing. I know that Lou, specifically with Skeletor at least, he's like, he wanted, he liked that he was a jokester. He wanted someone who entertained the kids that wasn't too threatening. Whereas the guy who originally drew Skeletor, like, wanted him to be a From very hell. frightening monster. <laughs> yeah. You will fear me. He is a, he, like, one of the origins I read is that he is a demon. From in, in 
infinita or something like something stupid like that's not what the kids need no, Chucky was coming they out they don't want years. any more demons we never I don't know yeah. if we ever hear his origin but these guys are supposed to be very powerful and I believe that they are but they're just uh, they are so dumb and selfish and childish that yeah. but their heroes aren't that much better it's just if you're trying to have this much virtue with your you know your protagonist then your antagonist cannot be that goofy let's hear what Skeletor has to say because he kind of sums up what maybe in in this metaphorical journey I'm trying to take us on metaphorical metaphorical <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm gonna metaphor you make, I'm gonna make a sample of you I'm saying metaphorical in this podcast buddy <laughs> you should buddy what is it Meta- what? metaphorical 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 maybe it's metaphorical on this metaphorical journey yes uh, Skeletor's gonna say something in this clip that I feel like kind of when someone screws you oh maybe it's like someone maybe Hordak actually screwed him over actively and now he's just out for one person number one who turned off the beam? I did, Hordak. Skeletor! Since when did you start helping the rebellion? The rebellion means nothing to me, Hordak. And I help no one but myself. And speaking of helping myself, I intend to help myself to this ship. <laughs> he always, do you think he writes the line before he goes in and gives him, or maybe writes a few options? Like, as he's transporting, he's, like, playing it in his head? Yeah, this is what like, I'm going right, to say. I know Hordak pretty well. Say. Yeah, he's going to say gonna this. I'm going to help myself. I'm going to stop you. Yeah. Right? As this cartoon went on, man, it was so easy for them to write Skeletor lines. You yes. know what I mean? They, he really settled into himself. <laughs> he did. He, he really became Skeletor. Yeah, they, they would just grab the pen and, like, and like it would just write. Yeah. And their hand would just write. I'm really beginning to think this is based on somebody in the office. Like, after what Will's <laughs> saying, like, could have There's been. some asshole in the office. They're just totally. That'd be pretty funny. Rephrasing. I think he he is just a gem unto all gems. He is, <laughs> just, he is the he is the central gem in the crown of filmation, pretty much for me, <laughs> on uh, of the whole piece. This is where Skeletor and Hordak are gonna throw down. It gets so bad. It gets so heated. It's like a laser fest. Yeah, it's it's, it's like, like a, it's like a Mexican standoff, but there's only two guys. Ooh. It's like a pillow fight. So that's with not a Mexican beams. standoff. But they're yeah, beams all over the place. They're shooting up the ship, which is not a great idea. They're like the two lackeys from the horde just disappear off into the fright zone because they're so worried about what's happening. And again, they're not like helping to fight. They're just little guys who are afraid. They run away. Clump of shits. Clump, <laughs> clump of shits. <laughs> I got the clump of shits. We have to go now. We have to go. So I think. This battle taking place, as as good a place as any, is metaphorically, metaphorically and literally speaking, <laughs> a good time to take a metaphorical and literal quick break. Oh, and when we come back from these messages, more Shira with Cat Couch. <laughs> All the days past, who guess he man on the Masters of the Universe, Shira Brisbane Bauer. Shira. Nature of the beast. beast. Discover the ugly truths and dark secrets, secrets. of true crime, the paranormal, the occult, and conspiracy. Join your guides for weekly episodes and face the true nature of the beast. It's Skeletor. He and Hordak are fighting over the ship. The battle of evils. If either one of them gets that ship, we are in big trouble. He-Man, we have to attack them now, while they're fighting each other. This grappling line was a present from the sorceress. It's unbreakable, and with unlimited length. It's unbreakable. I think it may be just what we need. But He-Man, 
That flagship is in outer space. Can even you throw that far? I don't know. Of course Only you. one way to find out. Try <laughs> Days past Tooncast, we are back. <laughs> it's unbreakable, like my it's, will. It's unbreakable. Of babe. course it is. Of course it is. This is uh, one of the last episodes we had. I introduced the idea of Toon Sins, Mortal Toon Sins. <laughs> and one of them is when you introduce either a threat to match a power specifically that a character already has or you introduce either a power or an, a piece of equipment, perhaps, to just match a threat that never was there before, just out, out of nowhere. Like, all of a sudden, he can, without fail, the first time, throw a lasso? <laughs> I mean, I'm less... Con- I didn't even consider his ability to throw it. Just that he had an unbreakable, literally, like, unending yeah. length, is what he says. Which, Tuck, and we tucked know in his loincloth. Right. Yeah. How, Where yeah. was he hiding that thing? It's all tucked in there. It's unending. It's like a magician's string of napkins, you know, just like. Burr, 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 burr. But so this shit is just completely. Unless Where there's was a He-Man episode, at the end? unless there's a He-Man episode that it was in, uh, introduced in, this is such bullshit. It's like, such. Hey, bull- there's that thing over there. Oh, I, I know what I need here. Like it was just invented in the moment. Yeah. You know, the writer was just like, oh god, how do I get him to the ship? Okay, this is the. There's way. there's fantastical, and then there's just straight up bullshit. Well, and that's, that's what this was. Bad. What they need to let the story prevail. This is not Transformers, <laughs> well, brother. This, okay. this yeah. is exactly where She-Ra couldn't have figured it out. For they don't, they don't give her the space to figure it out. Oh, yeah, they instead just, react. just bring him in, and all of a sudden he's got yeah out of his loincloth, pulls out this never-ending rope that's unbreakable with the hook. Where was the hook the whole time? By the way, that's not a, <laughs> it's not a big loincloth, and was well, loincloth chunk the thing into space in one one swing? His loincloth seems to be like Felix the Cat's like bag of tricks. Where you can just reach in and pull out like a gigantic yeah. mallet that was bigger than the bag. It's like Hermione's bag. Yeah, he's just apparently, it's what they call hammer space. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a like, clown car of, of loincloths. Yeah, uh, it, it's such bullshit. But it does, I mean, obviously it leads us to some hilarious stuff that happens. Yeah. And a whole bunch of slow, struggling talking that people do. <laughs> yeah. This thing. Oh, my God, I'm so glad we're talking about is that. It's rife, lousy. I with can't go on. Exactly. And we just saw him in the last episode uh, do the same kind of maneuver. That's right. Pulling the ship out of That's the right. swamp, Yeah, buddy. and somehow he was having a hard time with that, but he's <laughs> doing pretty good holding on to essentially like a space shuttle or, right. I don't know, like a Death Star, no, an uh, Imperial Star Destroyer here. Yeah, yeah. Looks they like. never really show you the size of the ship, but they, they acknowledge that it's the, the vastly large If you ship, can see yeah. it in orbit, yeah. In low orbit from Earth, it's fucking big. And he is just holding on to it by the, like, yeah, Hit by the by yeah, just in chicken a grease and yeah. a mountain. Pretty basically. much, basically, it's insane. And of course, he's struggling with it. Um, I love when eh. people do the Adam West. I feel like that's who came up with <laughs> yeah. it. Like, can't speak uh, at normal rate. I can't. Go on any right. Further. It's like maybe you should save your energy and just not talk. Right. Maybe just let it go. Who are you talking to? There was so much of it, in fact. <laughs> Can you guys hear my eyebrows on the oh on the mic? Yes. I'm working. Hard. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm have, new here. I didn't know. I don't I'm gonna know have like three new wrinkles speak. from all the, all the winking I'm doing. No Moisturize doubt. later. I've never felt such power. Got to keep being from touching ground. <laughs> Hold it. Much 
stop the ship before it drags me into space. All <laughs> these sentences that they're saying. Adam like, West for sure. Adam yeah, West, hundred percent. Same thing. The way I noticed about Shiraz, she tends to just leave out a lot of words. She'll like can't let beam touch ground like a caveman would. Yeah. Like she, she just she is then like, turns into He-Man yeah. in that moment. But what, turns into he, Adam. He-Man just like speaks eloquently just very slowly. He's like I don't want to go into space yeah. today. He uses every word He's in his like, bag. Metaphorically speaking. <laughs> but it's such like why would you say any of these things to yourself? As though he can't pull out a magic like helmet out of his loincloth or he something. Is, he is a a demigod. He can do anything. Why he struggles with it, he's never in trouble. <laughs> yeah, this partial impressionism is just very... Yeah, th- he's never yeah. in trouble, and they should just not even fake that he's in trouble. Yeah, either we look up to them or we don't. Either they're average Joes <laughs> right. who, can, who amaze us when they overcome, or they are they can do anything, and they're either Superman or they're Batman. Yeah. You can't be both. <laughs> yeah, you can't be both in there. Well, and speaking of more Batman, he, Adam West and Batman, like, he gets the he throws the grappling hook into space accurately, hits the ship. One yeah, first try. Yeah. Well, she, barely. He barely hits it. But he gets She-Ra it. starts <laughs> climbing into space. Right. Climbing like the rope. I never I barely could climb the rope in in school, like in elementary school uh, when we did that. I was out. We're talking about climbing a rope into orbit, into space. This By is the, miles. Did they even discuss this plan? I don't remember no. them actually having a conversation it's other just, than he's just oh, I got the rope and then there they go. They're twins, so they have that like that they synergy know. going on. They probably have Adam and Adaya. We know yeah. everything. They used to have twin like speak. You know, they had twin which, language. But you they mentioned each early. other's sentence sentences. sandwiches, phrases, no, sandwiches. What phrases? Which uh, you'd mentioned a Game of Thrones earlier. I was like, is there a bit of a Game of Thrones kind of thing <laughs> going know. on here? I, I think he's too why. busy with sorceress and that whole. I don't know dominance play that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that there's got to be a more efficient way to get to that spaceship than climbing a rope into space. Yeah, she's got a, a flying horse. She's got... Well, I don't know if uh, he'll survive. Well, <laughs> she won't unless she, she, she does her a, helmet. This yeah. is when she puts on her helmet. Can she, she can she make the sword into I mean, two helmets? I mean, can she jump? She's like supposedly as strong as He-Man, actually. Yeah. That's the, so can't she just jump into space? Yeah, there's there's that possibility. Yeah. Um, well, she could have just asked He-Man to like chunk her into space. Oh yeah, Last that's effort. a great point. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Put my helmet on and throw yeah, me up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's not what Are happens. You? But when the grappling hook hits the ship, this is okay. I wouldn't care about this usually, except that it causes a plot point to happen. Skeletor and Hordak are, have been fighting blaster style, just like nonstop this whole time. And holes I, everywhere. Yeah, those ship is decimated on the inside. He, they should destroy it so he doesn't yeah. see what happened to his his sweet ride. They're on their way out. Yeah. yeah. And then he hears on the hull of an entire ship, this little metal <laughs> grappling hook hit the ship. And Hordak goes, what was that? And then that's Skeletor's moment to to pounce on him and knock him out. So I wouldn't, if it didn't he cause anything. My chance to win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, he's always ready. He is constantly. He's, those one-liners, he's like, I've got him for days. We agreed that like all these villains are just sitting there waiting. Like they have algorithms in their heads that just process every moment to be like, what can I say? What can I say? What's going to be witty? What's going to be punny? You, Whatever. Yeah, but do you ever find yourself doing that? Like on your day-to-day? You're like, oh, I can't, I'm holding on to this one for the just the right moment. I just study people like they're, um, like they're not living. Uh-huh. I just try to figure out what they're going to say and what they want to hear. And then I try to give it to them. Wow. So, that's, so you're not genuine whatsoever. <laughs> you're just chameleon. A chameleon to people. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's how Skeletor gets the drop on Hordak. And it's funny because I feel like 
if this was another show, you know, obviously not for kids, like Skeletor, that's the chance to kill the dude that you apparently hate so much that you betrayed him. Right. But I do feel like it's, again, it's that journey that's metaphorical. That <laughs> <laughs> you fucking bastard. I snuck it up on you. <laughs> you did. That, uh, that he, like, has this love for this man, of, of, at least of their shared history, so he won't kill him. I, obviously, that's not, the reason is that it's He-Man. But if that's true, it's like he looks at him, it's like, this is still my brother. If we had something a long time ago, I'm not going to kill him. Now, later, he does leave him on a ship that's about to explode, but I think that's just him trying to save himself in yeah. the moment. But he's, he's over his prone body. The man's unconscious. He could destroy him at that moment. Right. But he doesn't because he loves him. It's not a romantic love. Uh, it's a brother love. It's a brotherly love. Like a, a Millie. Again, it's, it's, a, it's a Russell Crowe movie in my head at mm -hmm. this point. Sure. Who's, they, who, which one is Russell Crowe? I, I can't decide. I'm, I'm, I'm still debating who the other one is. Maybe like, it's a dual role. The other one would be like the elder, the older mentor. You know, he trained him and then one, you know, had well, to go Russell on his Crow own. Well, Russell Crowe then, I think, for the older one. Uh, well, I don't know. This could be Russell Crowe Gladiator Days. I'm, I'm going to decide. Oh, you're just going on complete fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Russell, There's no rules. Well, then let's just, I, I think... Uh, Russell Crowe, Anthony Hopkins. Let's get Edgar Allan yes, Poe to write it. Bingo. Bingo. Oh, my God. Yeah, actually, but, that'd be really cool. But, you know, 2003 times. Oh, yeah. shit. 2003 yeah. times. Where they could handle their own. Yeah. <laughs> Skeletor is very excited to have this ship. Um, all throughout this show, everybody is talking about how great the Velvet Glove warship is. <laughs> it seems to have spread throughout the universe, or at least the um, galaxy. Throughout the universe. That the sounds, universe. Sounds See, dirty. The galaxy, it seems at least, is very well. It's like the Millennium Falcon, if we're going to keep going back to Star Wars. Like, I'm everybody, surprised we have a female in this, in I, this room with I'm us. I'm just trying to, do, I'm trying to get rid of her. <laughs> so I'm going to throw out all the nerd stuff I can. <laughs> There's a girl in my fort. Go ahead and drive. Yeah, Otherwise, it's not going to happen. Heard it all. You've had worse. Well, and... What I, I've heard a few things about this ship, the Velvet Glove. I want you guys to hear what I've heard. <laughs> it just sounds so dirty. <laughs> it really does. It's very bad. This ship is the most powerful in the galaxy. The most powerful warship in the galaxy. The most powerful warship in the galaxy. The mightiest ship in the galaxy. The most powerful ship in the galaxy. The most powerful ship in the galaxy will be mine. <laughs> he's alone saying hail skeleton. I love that at the end. Yeah, hail he's patting himself in the back. He, Army of one. He's learned to soothe himself. He's very like, self-validating yeah, for sure. Like he was a toddler that got a lot of uh, either no no backing or all the backing it's in like the, the world. Black Pearl of uh, spaceships. Yes. I like those. The, <laughs> yeah, he got all the How many times did they need to tell us how great this ship is with the same fucking words? Is this the greatest ship in this the world? It's the most powerful. powerful. It's all it's the mightiest was one time, but every other time was the most powerful, 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 Which, powerful in the galaxy. Um, so I do love what happens next. Why don't you tell me about it? Uh, whenever, so they've got the rope where he got the grappling hook around, and now Adora is just hanging on to the ship, and He-Man is just holding on to it, just doing like a, a land ski thing across <laughs> the planet until right. until somehow he thinks that a, a cliff is going to be what holds him on, like a, a mountain yeah, escape. Right. Then Adora is like, you know what? Or Shira, she's gonna forego the helmet for just a second, and she—I don't like doing this by myself. <laughs> I feel like I'm an army of one here. You're doing great. Thanks. Um, so helmet to sword, and she cuts the unbreakable rope. Mm -hmm. By the way, which I made me think of Batman, where it was like when Joker, he was like, 
unstoppable force meets, meets an immovable object. Immovable object. Yes. Yeah, I was like, that's what that moment was <laughs> yeah. for me. Yeah. And I'm like, but it, anyway. Taking it serious, yeah. Um, so it didn't break. It was cut. But she basically throws herself into the wreckage. It hits, there's an oncoming asteroid and the ship collides with the asteroid and I'm like the whole time I'm thinking wait she's still on that ship what what the hell she just do she's willing to put herself at risk uh, yeah but yeah. it was very unclear and also she was fine and it, it was again very unclear as to how she was maneuvering that yeah she's I, I, I was really confused <laughs> they really cherry pick physics in this they really thing. do like big time because here's the thing they they obey some laws like and they even use them to create plot elements and then they'll completely ignore others because she's standing on this like rung at the bottom of the ship when yeah. he's got the thing before she cuts it and then when the ship is like jostled it's like she's going to fall off as though you can fall in space. Like there's no gravity up there, so it's not like she'll just fall down. That's true. She she's should not be in even zero sort g's. Of floating. Yeah, she's just standing on this thing, and then <laughs> also there's like air that or something that comes like compressed air that comes out of the ship when it's jostled about that like pushes her over. It just doesn't seem like these things would be happening in that's space true. at all. Maybe that's why I was getting confused. Well, Skeletor's like, "What? What are you doing to my ship?" And then he actually has like a close, like a Seven Eleven style camera that just comes out of the bottom <laughs> of the ship. Hey, there's She-Ra. And then again, like just he can see anywhere. Yeah, he just sees He Man on the planet down below. It just happens to jump right where thing. it should be. Yeah. yeah, it's insane. Well, yeah, you're right. It's like um, basically like if you were playing tug of war with somebody and then you let go of the the rope yeah. when they were pulling their hardest and then they flew back. That's what He Man did with the ship. Basically, yeah. like he just like the ships went, and then I mean, He Man didn't do that. I'm sorry, Shira yeah. cut the rope. He Man didn't know he was going to do that, but right. Well, and that, they addressed that too really yeah. well. That he's like, you know, he's kind of yeah, he's kind of confused and worried about his sister because he doesn't know what happened. Oh, but they spend so much time, like everybody, including He Man, spends a lot of time talking quietly to themselves about how He Man can't hold the ship forever. <laughs> like they all three say this to themselves. Yes, right. you can't do that for like. Skeletor's happy about it. The other two are worried about it. Right. But different <laughs> yeah. motivations, but they're all talking about <laughs> this one guy. They're all talking about He-Man, the master, and the masters of the universe, not She-Ra. Yeah. <laughs> power. Right. You know, yeah. we, as we're talking about it, I'm like, this whole cartoon is nothing is it about She-Ra. It's about the ship. It's about Skeletor uh-huh. and, and Hordak and their their beef. And it's about He-Man. And his really, strength. Yeah. She-Ra's like it's the last. sells the tickets. She-Ra's the last part of all of this. She is. She's the quiet. Here's the thing. I, it's not. I don't think it's the best way to do it. But she is. You talked about how she's doing the smart things, really. Superman. Superman. This happens every time we talk about Prince this. Valiant. Top show. Prince Superman. <laughs> uh, Prince Adam. And also known as He-Man. He, he does the big... He's like the the ball hog on the court, right? Like, but also what he's doing needs to be done, but he does the showy things that have to be done, like that are meat and potato stuff. And so like, if you lift a boulder over your head, people are impressed by that. What she's doing is relying on intelligence. These are like, like she's supporting him basically, but she's also driving things forward in such a way that doesn't draw attention to itself. I don't think she's doing that by... By design, that's just how it's working out because she's doing the smart things that need to be done. She's also risking her ass. She's the one in space. And quite literally her ass at the yes. end. Yes, oh man. When well, she's coming back in. So when the ship blows ahead. up, but yeah, I want to talk about that for sure. Burn your butt. I ship, gotta talk about that. Well, okay, so the ship hits the asteroid and I feel so bad for Skeletor at this moment. He seems destitute. Like he's frowning. He looks like he's going to cry and he's just sitting there on the ground just like, it's never going to work. I shouldn't have ever gone out on my own is what it sounds like he's saying basically. (laughs) Like he just seems to think that without this ship, 
it, it's all for naught, you know. But then when he like realizes, he comes out, he's been unemployed for the last five months, yeah, and he's exactly. like really like hurting. This is really what he was waiting for. <laughs> and then, but then a thing comes on, like the ship talks to him all of a sudden. It says like a fusion warning, which to yeah. me says nuclear power. Yeah. So this thing is fucking nuclear. 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 <laughs> it's gone nuclear. It's gone nuclear. And so he just gets the hell out of there. At that point, he kind of forgets being sad. Just, oh, well, back to you, Eternia. Yeah. And he's no stranger to unemployment. All right. <laughs> or escaping. Yes. <laughs> he always escapes. He just runs away if he can. Like, he would do that in a moment if he could. And then Shira, she is very, uh, she's very gentle. Compassionate. She's very compassionate. She's not going to let Hordak die, even though this is the man who is ruling over her planet. And so she saves him, and they just get thrown from this the ship. She puts a helmet on him. Yeah. Oh, that's really nice. And then she puts her helmet on, and they're just falling back into the atmosphere. So all of a sudden, physics matter again. Yeah. Because they're entering the atmosphere at such a rate that they're going to burn up. And there's this shot, like you were saying, well, Kat. Yeah, they're coming in ass for her ass first. Yeah. And they're like zoomed in on this shot of her ass, I feel like, for way too long. And I mean, whoever's drawing this. And it's not like, it's not a... Um, I think a, not long enough. Continue, <laughs> I was still confused. Used after those 10 seconds of butt shot. Yeah. No, it, it wasn't even lascivious because it wasn't like yeah. an ample butt shot, but it was like what middle-aged man said, this is what this is what we gotta do. Right. These kids wanna see broads' asses getting caught on fire. Like that's I swear, because well, that's so one stupid. part of the body's gotta be on fire. Yeah. It's back to the comical, you know, because they could have gone like the head first thing. I feel like that would have been just as Horrific. Applicable. Yeah, I <laughs> Not mean... Not as hot. Continue. <laughs> but it, it was the back to the comic of like, oh, no, you know, and so then she sort of, you know, or sword to shield. Yeah, yeah, sword to shield. shield. And so the shield catches on fire Which on the way she, in. Wait, is she wearing a head shield at that point? Because she can't be breathing then. She's well, got to hold thing. her breath. It's one or the other. The shield is not going to protect you unless you're covered in the shield. Right. It's just on your body. You're going to burn not? up. And why, <laughs> why not sword to spaceship at that point? Yeah, yeah, just sword to uh, teleportation machine that yeah. gets me to Earth. Like, and it just try I would be trying all of these Whole things. Whole body suit. I, even if I wasn't sure what it did, I would just be like, uh, sword to entire planet. You right. know, I don't know. I mean, like, she spaceship. is an engulfed flame rocket by the time she yeah. gets down to yeah. Ethereum. Yeah, it's very dangerous. Like yeah. She could have killed somebody. She might yeah. have, for all I know. I don't know what happened. It is kind of ludicrous. But yeah, it was just so funny that like that's the way they chose to go about it. It's like it's just her. She's burning up and it's ass first. She did kill two families when she hit Ethereum. <laughs> this, this is all just you know what I realized? Like it's like it's just dream logic. Anything it's, that I mean yeah. everything, everybody becomes somebody else, everything becomes something else. Whatever needs to happen, happens. Can People, I use that? Dream yeah, logic. Dream Thank logic, you. sure. Yeah, I didn't invent it, by the way. Everything <laughs> becomes somebody else. Oh, but everybody. in this show, make those especially, words, no, oh. dream was established in the 1800s. Okay. Logic closer to the 1950s. I'm going to just put them together. Why don't you make some notes on it on our podcast? I will. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) At the end of it, yeah, she falls to earth. Hordak's okay. She's okay. They have Hordak in their hands. Yeah. He starts escaping because he, like we said before, he turns into a rocket, a self-propelled rocket, and just starts escaping. But they, she says to He-Man, let him go. Just as, I'll I'll paraphrase. (laughs) Let him go back to his work. He's already going to be in enough trouble with his boss. This is... <laughs> is this back to your metaphor? Th- th- no. <laughs> this is me. <laughs> this is, I, I have another... I have, a, I guess, a simile. <laughs> in that this, this is... This is like having the number two guy from ISIS in your clutches. If yeah. you're a CIA agent, he starts to run away. And then you say, you know what? 
when he gets back to the Middle East, he's going to be in such trouble. Just let him go. But in cartoon world, he's not it's not like he's going to die. He's just well, getting in he's real trouble. Yeah, he gets kicked, literally kicked out of the tower yeah. at the Yo, end. Right? It's a total those, it's a total but, sitcom thing where Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to call him Optimus Prime. Horde Prime just is like, so how did everything go? It was a wonderful vacation, but yeah. how's my ship? Yeah. And it's like, well, you see, there's something funny About happening. The ship. Yeah. And then he gets booted out of the star, just flying <laughs> through the sky. So just cartoon justice, you know. Yeah. But like, what what is the logic aside from we need him to come back another time to let the man, if you can stop him, because that seems to be the implication, ah, let him go. He's just gonna get kicked out of a tower later and he'll be fine and we'll still be in war right. and enslaved. But yeah, just let him go. Sure, let him go. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid shit. We'll, just, yeah. <laughs> we'll have more problems there. Well, like you said earlier, like they, they're very powerful, but yet not capable at all. No one makes good choices. Nobody makes good choices. Everyone's making the wrong choices at all times. You know times. what? They deserve to have him come back and try to take This over is the why they will be in eternal war. <laughs> this is like the Palestinian maybe, conflict. Hey, maybe like, that's a metaphor of our world. Maybe. I think everything, literally everything is literally a metaphor. What size am I? <laughs> which did you? What which pill did you take? <laughs> I feel so small. Which cup did you drink out of when it's you went so down small, the rabbit hole? So big. The only thing left because that's the end of it. Like everybody's happy. The rebellion has a big feast because I guess they have it's money to do. Thanksgiving or yeah, something. Why yeah, why not? We we saw our two minutes of Shira. Yeah, we got Shira <laughs> to do a few things. We're good, and we see Hordak being kicked out of a tower. So we're done, except for the moral. Of the show, because this is a filmation. Oh, the, this uh, veered left fast for me. TF. Often, yeah, I was like, uh, I was suddenly uncomfortable. I'm gonna play it. Uh, not that I disagree. I was just like, no, no. I, did I not mean, it's well put. Did not it's, expect that. I don't. I don't want to make fun of the content of it too much, but it is complete. Like these on the He-Man ones we've watched. They're not very well tied in. Yeah. Like one was like basically gluttony and it was just like, no, that's not what that was about, but you are tying it in loosely. This didn't even make, this has literally nothing to do with what happened at Right. All. Well, you're talking about it's so, it's so goofy, it's so comical, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, very <laughs> on a serious. serious note though. And it's super serious. <laughs> super serious. Shira and I want to talk to you about something that's very personal, your body. Remember, it's your body and no one should touch you in a way that you feel is wrong. Get anybody who tries it. It's not that easy, Orko. It's hard for a young person to admit that he or she has been touched in a bad way. If you've been touched that way, don't be ashamed. Tell someone you trust, like your parents, your doctor, your teacher, or counselor, or your minister or rabbi. Right, Orko? Right on. Minnesota. <laughs> I mean, Orko Orko wasn't in this cartoon. Right. He's he's a He-Man character yeah. that wasn't even in yeah, the, thanks, the cartoon. Thanks, Orko, for keeping it light. <laughs> like if you're gonna do if you're gonna talk about the serious thing, which again, I think they talked about it the right way. Right. They used the right language. Leave the floating dwarf wizard out of it. I mean, it was their attempt to try to keep it light <laughs> like, and keep it airy. He's I like, get that. Let me at them. I'll get them if they I'll do anything. Get them. If anyone abuses you sexually, I'll get them. It's like, I, no. Wow. That's not how it works. I just, it was one of those. I, oh. I know. It, it's just like a bad, it's a combo platter that I you didn't want. I hope it helped somebody well, it, for the purpose of which it was meant for, but woo. I'll tell you what's interesting about that. Is it did according to Lou Scheimer? Really? He says that I guess they're one of their producers received, or maybe a higher up, received a phone call from a mother whose daughter saw that <gasps> and really? then told her about what had happened to her and wouldn't have done so otherwise. So that's great. If that's true, that is, yeah, that excellent. is great. I don't mean to doubt Lou, I just mean how mm -hmm. how would I ever know? But he was a saint. <laughs> Still unexpected. <laughs> he's and... just he's just telling me what he heard. That's yeah. all. Right. 
But yeah, I wouldn't have expected that. The what thing, a bold move on, on everyone's part to be like, you know what? We're going to put these in there. Totally. Well, it, Lou, we were talking about it in the in the Fat Albert show too. Like Lou Scheimer just seemed like to be a machine of a, a morality machine. Yeah. He was a living morality machine. Yeah. He was a robot <laughs> of morality. Oh, that's and good. like he was like he was like like a multibot. He was morality. multibot and one side was morality and one side was cartoons. Yeah. And <laughs> they smashed them together. So just multibot. And I, the thing that stuck out to me most actually in that little uh, moral paragraph at the end was Tell your minister or rabbi, or rabbi. <laughs> which nothing wrong with specifying. I know, but when but you list both of those specifically, you, you're you're actually pointing out how many you're probably leaving out. Right. Like it's just weird to me to just name these two particular yeah, things. I thought the same thing. I was like, there's so many more. I get I get they were trying to like generally cover everyone. Yeah, but still. But no. I was like, that's a real high level general. <laughs> yeah. Right. Talk to your yogi. Speak to your yeah, pastor. I mean, I guess speak to your. Yeah. You could have just said like your spiritual advisor or someone you trust. I mean, it's it's just. Fun. It just sounds funny it, to hear. Do they have is Judaism or Christianity <laughs> extant in his world? No, they talk about te television and their morals. Sometimes I guess he felt like everything was umbrellaed under that I as guess. much or as little as, as it much needed as to be. He could. Yeah. yeah, this wasn't tied into the cartoon at all, unless Hordak groped on Shira when they were coming down from the atmosphere. Well, M maybe a sleep grope well, or something. Uh, I don't did know. he not kidnap her when she was little? He did. This is taking a dark turn. <laughs> This seems like more of the nature of the beast kind of thing. Man. Yeah, nature of the beast man kind of thing. Maybe save it for that. But that is the that is the She-Ra episode entitled Horde Prime Goes to Hollywood. Goes to goes Hawaiian. What? Holiday. Goes takes holiday. a holiday. Yeah. Takes a holiday. Yeah. She-Ra, Princess of Power. That's right. She's the princess of power, not the queen, though. Nope. And I liked it. I really, I would, I mean, I don't know why we would never come back to this, but I, we got to make sure it's not one with He-Man. He takes up too much space. <laughs> he takes up a lot of uh, space. He takes up a lot of space. I, uh, like a lot of these filmation shows, I only have a little bit to talk about with the cast because pretty much everybody's recurring. Uh, Lou is all over the place. You know, everybody from He-Man is playing their same characters. Alan Oppenheimer and uh, Irwin are playing their two characters. But so the two... Lou Scheimer, Lou Scheimer, Lou Scheimer, Lou Scheimer. Lou Scheimer. Uh, and sometimes he builds another name, though, when he's acting. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eric Gunder, I think, was the yes. was the name. Uh, the two names are Melindy Britt is who played She-Ra. She was in an, uh, in other filmation shows. She played Batgirl on the New Adventures of Batman, which I believe... Oh, I loved that one. Yeah, I believe that had Adam West and Burt Ward reprising their roles as Batman and Robin, which I watched as a kid and loved. I watched that one a lot, too. Um, and she also played Princess Aura in New Adventures of Flash Gordon, which is a prior filmation show. Mm. Now, she also... her uh, She's played video games. She's done some uh, live-action stuff. She played Grand... I don't I never watched the show, but I know that it's modern and popular. She played Grand Grand, an old lady, <laughs> on The Last Airbender. Oh, I don't... People know what that I, is. I, I don't know, know what, what it is. is. I'm I'm out. Uh, we're all old. I haven't seen it, but I know we're what it old is. Now. Well, it I know there was a movie of it, but there's like a... The original yeah, the thing cartoon. is an anime. It did not raise me. He Who did? He-Man. <laughs> You need to be prouder when you said that. <laughs> he he manded. The other one, of course, is George Desenzo. Desenzo, who played Hordak. He also played Bo, the red-haired gentleman with the mustache, <laughs> the southern gentleman. Odd, he was uh, drinking mixer. red wine at the end. Yeah, I think. He was, yeah. Like, and we're done here. Yes, uh, he has. He was in. Sadly, he has passed. He passed in 2010, I believe. But he did film, television. Uh, he did theater, commercial. He just did all of this stuff. He played John Blackstar on the show Blackstar, which preceded He-Man, which we almost did an episode yeah. about, but it was too boring to talk about. <laughs> oh. It was too boring to even make an episode out of. I don't blame him for that. 
Uh, I, I don't really like his Hordak that much, but I'm sure he he was a talented guy. He did some bit parts on Masters of the Universe, but he also had live action roles. He was in, amongst other things, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Exorcist Three, and this is the one that I just love because I, I kind of remember him in it. He played Lorraine's father or Marty McFly's grandfather in um, the original Back to the Future when they're eating oh, at the dinner table in the 1950s. Yeah. And he's like, Marty, what do you do? Or whatever. You know, he's just, yeah. they're eating. He's just a normal dad kind of balding. That's Hordak. Wow. That's oh. the leader, the middle management How leader. sad that that's where we play some best. Yeah, I love him. Love it. I love that movie. If you're in that movie, you're getting yeah, into heaven. Yeah. You're, you're there. <laughs> You're You've excused from one war crime if you were in Back to the I Future. I have arrived. Yes. That's the whole cast right there. Boom. Bing, bing, boom. Bing, splam. Wall, wall, bing, bing, bing. bing. Metaphorically. Are you saying it more to understand it better? Yeah. I don't know okay. what the word means. Okay. I was I'm hoping say, someone will You're just chewing it. on it. It's two yeah. things similar. Yeah. Using it. like or as. I got it spelt here. That would be simile. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. That's because they're similar. Using and or what is it? M- just to say that something is something else. Um, I've talked about cast. Anyone else want to talk about anything? You know what? Can I talk about... Better check your watch. Because it's time for Travis's Tooncast Toy Corner. Yes, yes, yes. Toy Corner toy indeed. Corner, toy Corner, Toy Corner. Which is ironic because it is the toy line that would eventually lead to this, car- this cartoon's downfall. So kind of ironic here. This, uh... She-Ra was the... Well, I mean, the She-Ra toy line. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, you know, the, the sales kind of plummeted, and it would eventually lead to the show getting taken off the air. Womp, womp. Yeah, big Sorry, womp, Sorry, guys. Right? So, on that note, let's get into some toys. Let's love it. Let's I'm do it. Let's do it. All right, guys. First on this chassis path here is going to be <laughs> a, uh, a She-Ra doll. This is a PP rating. This is pristine package. Oh. Vintage 80s She-Ra doll, everyone. Any guesses? Is it a doll? Uh, or an action figure? 480. Action figure doll. <laughs> is it made out <laughs> it's of... It's an action, action figure. Is it made out of plastic and does it come with a sword? Yes. Okay, it's an action figure. Yes. <laughs> 480. Christine. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, I, I under-guessed way too much before, so I'm just going. Yeah, you, I, did I like you go back style. and study your tape? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, can't, I can't believe I did that. Well, I guess I'm obviously very cheap. Be, you're, like, you're saying to yourself, be bold, be bold. Be bold. Go for it. <laughs> um, I'm, uh, Bob, I'm going to say. Uh, what do you got buddy? I'm going to say uh, 200. Wowzers. All right. You can get this for $79.99. Whoa. Really? That's a shame yeah. for She-Ra. What? She's the She-Ra. I'm a but little... But she's uh, not the He-Man, apparently. That's still like... I mean, that's An embarrassing. It is a little embarrassing. I mean... A gym I'm embarrassed sh- to have watched her cartoon I, show. Yeah, if I recall, Jim's shoe went for like a hundred something dollars. <laughs> a shoe. Not even the pair. <laughs> it just happens like that, guys. That's it's just the way it is. Stupid. You know, that just sounds like flim flam to me, what you're saying. You that's know what? That's just politics, filler. That's, that that sounds to me like the words of a man who's looking at his phone trying to figure out what to say I next. I think you're <laughs> flim flam. <laughs> yes, I'm buying myself time for the next one. <laughs> that's just the way it goes. Work All is right. hard. <laughs> All right, guys. So in the 80s, every little girl had this in their closet. And some young boys, if they're a little confused, this is going to be a 1986 She-Ra dress-up playset. Ooh. Any guesses on this? I want one of those now. Um, you can get one. My size? No. Oh. Um, <laughs> Confident. No, not at all. $80. Okay. Now I'm going a different direction. I like it. 
When you say confused, do you mean more like questioning? Questioning sexuality as a young child. Yes. yes. Okay. Or <laughs> That's going to affect on the head. That's going to affect my uh, my <laughs> my. It's dead. a metaphor. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's say eighty-one dollars. <laughs> Dick. Well, guys, you zig when you should have zagged on this one. This 40. is going to be what? <laughs> you know, just, just judging my reactions, you just yell out every number. <laughs> yeah, right. Two hundred ninety-nine dollars. I win. Oh, yeah. Whatever. It's not even relevant. You don't win. Are you, are you saying you don't my, win? My toy time is not relevant. No, I'm saying? saying he doesn't win. Are you saying this doesn't matter? I'm saying you don't matter. <laughs> On to the last one here, guys. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, actually, no, not the last one. Oh, the last one. Not the oh, last one. okay. Sorry. Now you're wish you're flip flopping on it. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I skip skip my notes here. All right. And now, um, fast forward a few years. Um, some uh, some grown women and some questionable men might have this in their closet. This is this is a going- cosplay? Wait. Yes. I'm jumping ahead. You can't see that the men are questionable. <laughs> okay, not questionable men. Listen. Okay. Fuck all that. And some men. We got it by that. I'm sorry. No, it's hilarious. I know what you meant. Okay. This is funny. Don't bust me down, you jackass. It's some possible criminal men. All right. Rubber latex She-Ra inspired outfit. Cosplay. Yes, indeed. Oh, wow. I want one. Um, what do we have on Bo's this Bo's already wearing one in the cartoon, it seems like. I feel like this is going to be way up there. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, yeah, since yeah, you, I'll, I'll since you won the last one, why don't hey, you now item? it's me winning when it fits your design. <laughs> yeah, handmade item, made to order. Oh, oh. for real? Yeah. Uh, 1500 Bob. Oh. Okay. What do, what do we have? I here? remember what happened with Gambit. 1750 mm. Or $1,200. i am not sure. Ah. So, damn. Make so, a choice. So what do you got? Seven, don't look at me. $1,750. Like one one thousand seven hundred fifty dollars what do you have other you questionable man? What was yours? Fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. $272.30. Whoa. Yeah, y'all. They're keep, really undervaluing their Keep their making craft. the wrong turns. Is on it these badly streets. made? I mean, I don't think so. The Gambit one was two thousand dollars. I mean, I, I the Gambit that. had genuine leather. This is You told me this was leather. No, it's latex. rubber latex. That's latex. the same thing, right? No. <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Animals... Latex is a metaphor for leather. <laughs> Animals are <laughs> <laughs> Their skin is made out of rubber. It's a metaphor for it. Mm-mm-mm. Damn All it. right, guys, let's close up on this one. The yin to Shira's yang. He is the sun to her moon, and along with that is uh, almost the matching property. This is going to be the Crystal Castle. Oh yeah, which oh, is the Castle Grayskull. Which is the yeah, which is the Castle Grayskull. But she still Funny. she still swears allegiance to Castle Grayskull when she speaks, though, because yes. that fits the animation of the. They could probably just reuse the background. Right now, yeah. this this is a 1984 Crystal Castle. Um, good, out of the package, very good here. out of the package. So some loose morals going around in this <laughs> in this Crystal like possibly Castle. some. Uh, Soirees, con, con some artistry, yes. some yes. Uh, some shell games. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do we have, guys? And that's it. I have, that's all we got. I have, I have no guys. idea how to value things. I've played this game like 10 more, <laughs> 10 Whatever. times the amount of times you have. I just have uh, no idea how to value things. 
Oh, I don't know what's worth anything anymore. I don't. I obviously don't. I mean, human life. I'm on eBay for hours at a time, and nothing makes sense. You go sense. to the store, and you're like, "Does it matter what I'm gonna pay?" I'm, like, I'm right. like, "Do I? Why do I even pay money for this bag of chips? Like, who who made it?" Right. You can get on eBay for get, something ridiculous, one way or the other. The Earth makes potatoes for me. <laughs> That's true. Why should I have to pay you for it, Tom? That's true. Thumb? The potatoes mm, are free, Mister Thumb. Yeah, that's where I go. It's go to really Tom good Thumb. Fun. You got that Tom Thumb money? All right. Well, no. I have one last final treat for those of you that stuck around through this, including you two here in the room. I hardly stuck around. I'm don't uh, even know. A, a very good uh, portion of seemingly any filmation, the good filmation shows, <laughs> yeah. are spent. If you're a villain, you insult people. Right? We just, that's what you do. You insult everyone around you. And sure. lose. Because you don't feel good about yourself. And you've got to put down others. Yeah, it's just sure. how you prove you're evil. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, they call themselves the evil horde. This is like Magneto calling his brotherhood <laughs> the evil brotherhood of mutants. Like, why do you you think it's evil? You should just call it the horde. <laughs> why would you think you are evil unless you just have this, like, teenager Ozzy Osbourne worshipping idea of what evil is? Yeah, what is, what is evil, evil to you? Evil just means Metallica. Right. Like, that's, you just think you're right. You just happen to be... Yeah, yeah, but you're calling yourself evil. I don't know. Interesting. But that's how you become evil. That's, I guess that's an evil <laughs> thing, is you make fun you of people. You self-identify as evil. Got yeah. it. You bully. Yeah, I'm a self-identifying, not questioning, <laughs> definitely evil. And to prove just how evil I am, I collected some insults for you guys. Mm. You're going to insult us? And you said that in the cutest voice ever? I'm going to insult you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you blasted blue bungler. You pitiful fool. You treacherous turncoat two-faced traitor. You bug-eyed buffoon. That blasted hard bully boy. Don't <laughs> bug me, you bug-eyed boob. Conniving claim jumper. Nice try, bone face. <laughs> I wanted them to laugh. I wanted them to come together at the end and laugh for us. Alliteration for days. Yeah, but they love the word boob on Ethelmation. I know Skeletor calls people boobs often. It's such (laughs) a That's such a like old insult. Even for the 80s, I feel like that's like I would love to see them all come together for like a Save the World yeah. song. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, we are the world. Yeah. Um, I will Bone say face. about boob, uh, Lou Scheimer calls people boobs occasionally in the book that I've been reading that no. he wrote. Now, he didn't write scripts, but I do feel like maybe that was his hand. What yeah. a saint. Just over, yeah, that's his, the worst he's going to call you. <laughs> what a boob. What oh. a maroon. All right, guys. We're going to wrap it up here. This is fun. At the DPTC studio. Yes. Um, we've talked about She-Ra, and we're going to come back to Etheria, just like we're going to come back to Eternia. And when we come back, we're going to make sure that She-Ra and her buddies get their due. Yes. Big time. The highlight that they deserve. Yes. This was kind of a last minute. Right. What is going to be funniest? I bet if He-Man and Skeletor are there, it'll be good. <laughs> so, have, we basically have, have, tricked have we you scoped? into doing a... <laughs> have we scoped any, any uh, prospects? For She-Ra? Yeah. New ones? Uh, I re- I can't remember anything right now. No, I, I, I saw one online that was a possibility, but this was just like, where is He-Man in She-Ra? <laughs> Give now. Need help. Yeah. Podcast. Every episode. Can't podcast at normal rate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, as we're wrapping things up here, I would like to encourage everybody listening to contact us, write us, give us your thoughts your um your concerns about the podcast not just about in general the, actually we're 
pretty much just opening it up at this point yeah. since no one ever contacts us. Yeah. Send us an it's equation. Like, I think we do an equation. I asked for an equation. Earlier. Send me a, a paradox of some sort. Um, you tell us what a metaphor is. Send me a threat. In your words. I mean, an empty threat, I would hope, but I, it's up to you, really. It's, I don't I hope but I know the difference until it's too late. And that's how Will ended up on our other podcast. That's right. <laughs> but the way you can do all those things is to reach us on Twitter at DPTuneCast. You can go to our Facebook, facebook.com forward slash DPTuneCast. And you can also email us at DPTuneCast at gmail.com. Yes. And now is the time where I would like to open the floor to the both of you hmm. and ask you about your projects outside of this room. All right. Well, I do a podcast with Catherine here mm-hmm. and Brandon called Nature of the Beast. It's everywhere you can find it. True Crown with a Twist. Did you say it's everywhere you can find it? Everywhere you can find podcasts. <laughs> everywhere, you can, everywhere, everywhere you find Wherever it. Wherever it, it is, there it is. Yeah, pick up a rock, it's there. <laughs> it's in your closet, it's hanging out. Well, it just sounded like an A equals A. It was like, it's like, if it's a chicken, it's a chicken. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Well, um, and we are, we're kicking around ideas for that nature of the beast man, because I still think that's a great idea. <laughs> Solving the mystery, the crime mysteries of Eternia and Etheria. I'd yeah. sure love to know more about that missing Orko. But for another day. Another time. All right. So one last thing. Yeah. One, one last thing. DPTC has a music video up on YouTube. Oh, yes. This is the hilarious, funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> X-Men Attack, our parody slash mashup, supporting all mutants across the world and every world and every dimension and universe and cartoon. And it's all about the X-Men and it is on YouTube. If you go search for Days Past Tooncast or that's probably the fastest way, honestly. Yeah. You can go see, not only hear the song, which has Travis and I wrapping up a storm. Just like a tornado of rhymes. You guys are hilarious. Snare you. We're rapping like Saran. And there's an awesome video attached (laughs) to it as well. So please go check that out. Share it with your loved ones. Make us go viral. Share it with your mutant friends or maybe your friends that aren't into mutants. Maybe we'll turn them. I don't know. Ooh. Ooh. Jubilation. I declare. Yes. I do declare. Tuta, my duta. Hey, uh, Will? Yes. Catherine. Yeah? Tutor my duter. Tutor my duter. Thank you. Got it. <laughs>